What's good, everybody? Thank y'all again for tuning in to another episode of the Dope Sessions Podcast. My name is Kelby. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know I've been doing this uh, conversation uh, things for for a little bit. Um, I'm always glad to finally have somebody to talk to. You know, for the most part, I'm always doing this by myself. So, um, what can I say about the guests that we have today? Um, there is some history with us because we went to the same grammar school together um not only is she a dope person uh she is a kick-ass mom she is a super dope lawyer um she is a singer a poet a rapper who don't want any of this business but um (laughs) whatever (laughs) ladies and gentlemen Welcome to the Dope Sessions Podcast, K-Soul. What's up? What up, what up? I appreciate that intro. (laughs) (laughs) No problem at all, no problem at all. How you been? You know, all things considered, I really can't complain. You know, it could be a lot different even in the middle of all this, but I'm safe. My child is safe. We're well, thankfully, so I I really can't complain. Okay. Yeah, this, this... It's crazy out here with what, you know, everybody know COVID-19 is out here. We trying to stay safe. Uh, you know, it's it's a teaching, um, it's, it's a teaching mechanism because, you know, it's teaching us more how to be safe, doing things properly, which we should have been doing in the first place. But, um, you know, also, you know, you know, being close with, with the family and, you know, um, when, when I do these these episodes, I usually talk to a lot of like in, indie artists, and so um, it's it's really just like it's teaching us how to be more creative, you know, and with the circumstances that we have going on right now. So. We're just gonna go ahead and get uh, this out the way. Um, as far as this particular question, or I, I'm gonna set this up. So, like I said, me and Queso went to uh, went to grammar school together. We went to Rosen Christian School. Um, I don't know how long you were you were at Rosen Christian. Um, I was there from fourth grade to eighth grade. Um, so when did you when did you was you like preschool kindergarten that and then eighth grade with Rosalind? Yeah, I was kindergarten through eighth. Oh, okay. Life okay. <laughs> 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 hey, man, you know it's, you know the funny thing it's it's like I have I have. I have some memories of Roseland. Um, I don't have like a, like there, there's certain things I remember. I don't remember everything from Roseland. Um, I do remember, I do remember like people that were like real cool. Mm. Um, like, what do you, do you remember anything about me uh, when we was at Roseland? Do I remember anything about you from Roseland? Yeah. I mean, um, hmm. You were pretty quiet. Like you were pretty quiet. I think you and Barry were pretty tight still even then. 
mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were always real soft-spoken and sweet, from what I can remember. Okay. See? You know. Everybody know how I am. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what you expect me to say something else, like something totally different. I don't know. I have no idea. Like, you, <laughs> you could have been like, yeah, he, he wasn't all that dope. And Rose, like, I don't know. You no, I don't have no bad <laughs> about you. I don't, I don't even have, I don't have bad memories about you either. What I didn't know is that you were a singer. Um, so when did, when did, uh, when did you start singing? Was singing always something that was just something you always wanted to do? Was it something that you were doing in church? Like how, you know, how did you get started with singing? Yeah, I mean, singing singing was from the very beginning. I sang in school. I was in choir um, when they would do those little talent shows. I did a couple of those, um, you know. So it's it's been something, one that's always been a part of my life. But it was a part of my life because it was an outlet for me. It was it was what one of the things that I enjoyed to do most. I mean, it was the thing I enjoyed most about the church was the choir. Okay. So um, when did when did you uh, now while you were at Roseland and and uh, singing were you also you know was that your early starting to like not just the choir at, at Roseland but just at church period? Yeah, I mean I was in choir in school at church and you know whenever I could pull my friends to the side and get them to sing some harmonies for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was always looking for a reason to sing. Okay, so do you remember, you remember the first song you led? Do I remember the first song I led? You know, that was, I think that was a sore spot for me for a long time because I always felt like I never got a lot of leads. Um, but the song that probably sticks out to me the most was in fourth grade when I sang um, Oh Holy Night okay. at the school Christmas concert. Okay, and then after you finished singing that, did you go off the stage and be like, I killed that shit. Like- <laughs> <laughs> you know what, it's funny because the year before I had watched, you know, who had sang it and I was like, man, I, w- I want to do that when it's, you know, when I'm in fourth grade, when I get my chance. And when I auditioned, actually, I came in as like the understudy, and just so happens that the person who was supposed to sing it got sick, (laughs) so I got to sing it. So, you know, it's one of those type things. It was a great experience. Now, as as you were singing, but like, like, of course, like we'll we'll get to like you know what you're doing now and stuff. But as far as like singing back then, uh, was that the start of? this is what I want to do for a living or did you have something else that you wanted to do um, prior, like before, you know, singing or anything? Did, was, it, was that like the main goal or did you want to do something else? Um, singing was definitely the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother thought that it was more of a pipe dream. So mm-hmm. her focus was more education. And from that stand, standpoint, you know, I wanted to be an attorney. You know, I lived in the hood, so I wanted to be able to learn how, you know, how the laws 
our how they work, how our country is run by them, so that I can educate myself from that point. So I think those passions were dual passions of mine. But I mean, the truth is, the singing was supposed to be kind of the first, and the law was going to be like, well, man, if singing don't work, I have a hell of a fallback right, right. <laughs> it didn't quite work out like that <laughs> okay so um did did the singing continue during high school as well or was there a period where it just kind of stopped and you kind of picked it back up did it continue during like high school college and everything like that or? It did. Um, when I was in high school, I was um, in choir. I was in choir all through college. Um, I even went into the studio a few times. So, I mean, it was something that stayed um, pretty consistent uh, throughout my life for a long period of time. Getting to you being a lawyer, like, um... And you said that was something that you always wanted to do. Was there a particular um, stu- uh, practice that you wanted to do uh, when you want when you when you were deciding to be a lawyer, or you know, like with the practice you're doing now, was that the main practice that you that you wanted to set yourself in? Um, I think from the beginning, for me, it was a social social justice type thing for me. You know, I looked up to the Thurgood Marshalls and, you know, the Johnny Cochran's. And so um, I, I wanted to make social change. Okay. Um, and I, I mean, I honestly didn't 100% know what that would look like if it meant, you know, up on Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. making big speeches. But for me, it ended up being really more of being a voice, an advocate for the community and coming okay. back, you know, after law school and, and just helping as many families as I could in whatever area. And for me, it ended up being real estate and family. Those ended up being, okay. you know, my calls, choices. Right. Real estate and, and family. Okay, that's that's dope. Like that's super dope. Like so, um, so now, like I said, like you're this kick-ass attorney, you know, kicking ass and taking names, <laughs> kicking ass and taking names, and so as you're doing this, was was singing still in in the like was singing still like okay I still want to do this like cause cause now like you're like out there now so when was that like um like when was that man like okay now it's time to just push it out there now when was that decision Uh, you know I okay well I was kind of dipping in and out the studio a little bit here and there anyway you know um it wasn't until um, someone really close to me um, passed away okay. in 2012. And, you know, I had some other personal things going on in my life. And I was just like, what am I doing? You know, like, and at that point, I hadn't done music in a few years. Because I had, I did get to a point where I was like, you know, this is, I, I need to just let this go. And I'm just going to be an attorney and I'm not about to worry about singing. But I couldn't, you know, I wasn't happy and I couldn't get away from it. So from, from since 2012, I was like, you know, this I, I'm going full force, full time. This is what I'm going to do. And 
I've been slowly transitioning out of practicing. And so I'm finally in a space where I'm pretty much a full-time artist, but like I still have a day job that I do, but I only work with one client now versus having multiple clients so that I can spend the bulk of my time working on my music. Okay. And, and I can uh, I can relate to what you were talking about. I, I know like it was tons of people that just kept telling me like, man, like you need to like, you need to go out there. Like you can rap, man. Like, like you need to be, and everybody thought like, like you gonna be signed one day and all this other stuff. And so I think I got to a point where nothing really happened. So I was just like, all right, maybe I should just, you know, just focus, have my focus put on something else. And then um, I just, I just kind of, I think sometimes you know, when to say like man fuck this i'm just gonna i'm gonna put it i'm gonna push myself out there like i ain't got nothing to lose like you know like um so did you did you have that like shit i ain't got nothing to lose i'm gonna do this like i don't care um i don't i don't know if that was my initial epiphany i think my initial epiphany was somewhere around i'm totally unhappy and life is short and i'm not really doing what i love but but once i made that decision there was a lot of backlash there was a lot of second guessing i mean of course it's like you're a lawyer like why would you <laughs> like who right. was that to like try to be a starving artist you know it just seemed crazy and it's hard sometimes not to let those type of things get in your head and life happens but you know it just became something that I just was like I can't live without it you know when you when you start to when everything around you starts to break down and all the only thing that seems to make sense is the music you realize that at least for me that that's what I'm supposed to be doing I know as uh, as artists we we want to be like fully ourselves but of course you know we we mold ourselves a little bit after like you know people that we genuinely like really mess with musically and um was it was there anybody that you was just like I, I this is kind of like the way I want to sound. This is kind of how, um, you know, this is this is the feel that I that I want to have. Was there any artists like that for you that once you started like really going super hard on the, on the K Soul stuff, you were just like, okay, I want a little bit of this, I want a little bit of that, or did you just say, you know what, I'm gonna create my own my own sound, my own identity? You know, how did how did you work that? In it? Um, well, one, I think that an artist, um, I think that artists are, are evolving. You know, we, the artists that we started off as, you know, 10 years ago is not the same artist that will be 10 years from now. At least that's how I believe it should be, because it should be a constant evolution and growth. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, I am very much a student of the culture, you know, um, I'm influenced by, you know, Stevie Wonder, Mahalia Jackson, Jill Scott, you know, all the way to Drake and Kendrick and Janae Aiko. So, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of different artists. I think in the beginning for me, 
more so I think more because of how I look. People automatically wanted to put me in that D.O. Soul, Jill Scott. And I get that. I mean, that's, that, that comparison is, I mean, who wouldn't be honored? But I think for me, it wasn't, it wasn't so much the comparison. It was this idea that I still want to be the new K-Soul, not the next. Right, one. right. And that only came with time. That came with me consciously stepping away from that and saying, okay, there are elements of Neo Soul that I like, mm -hmm. but do I want every, all of my records to be the Neo Jam step? No, that's right. not what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And when I finally became clear about what I was going for mm -hmm. and, and that I can, I can be Neo Soul and I can be hip hop and I can be a little rock and I can put a church riff over that. Mm -hmm. And when I became comfortable doing that, mm -hmm. That's when I feel like I really stepped into what my sound was and what it was that I do as an artist. This is something else I want to ask you because um, I know with me being an artist, this is when I when I first started rapping, I knew at some point I was just like, yo, I don't know if I want to come out with an album with the way I used to rap because it really wasn't in, about anything. And so I, I went through this, and I remember like these words coming out of my mouth. I kept saying like, man, I need some life experience. Like for me to just like, really just to talk about stuff. I was like, I really need some life experience. And then I got a whole lot of life experience. And so- um, <laughs> Got what you asked for. <laughs> a whole lot of that shit. And so, um. Now, one of the things that I've, I've had people tell me, uh, as, as far as like the album that I that I released, that they felt like they couldn't really get into it because they felt it was too emo for them. But I understand that. Are there any? Is there people that just say, "I, I mean, like you just talking too much about"? what your life is and, and it's just like, uh, like, do you get people that, that, that say that to you? I've never had anyone say that to me. Um, I'm, it, the closest I may have come is my mentor asked me, I want to say last year we were in the studio and he said, you know, I really would love, he, he said that he would really love to see me do a up-tempo pop record. Okay. And he, you know, he made the comment that, you know, a lot of artists make their career off of writing about their lives and people connecting to that, you know, but you don't have to. And I'm like, I think my take on that is, I think as an artist, you have to know that your art is not going to be for everyone. Mm -hmm. So that's first of all, and be okay with that. Mm -hmm. So I try not to create ever thinking about if it's for somebody else, like if somebody else, what they'll think. I try to just create purely from what's in my heart, what's on my mind, what the song leaves me, knowing that there's definitely someone who has experienced life in the way that you've experienced. So, I mean, that's, that's regardless. Right. You know, and I mean, there's, there's different music for different times in different places for everything. So I just take it as, my music may not be for every single person that listens to it, and that's okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so I, um, okay, so I'm gonna, 
I'm gonna, uh, this is still about songwriting, so I'm gonna put a disclaimer on this one because a lot of people out there don't know that you and I have a very mutual friend who I used to be married to. And, and um, I wrote this song that's on the album called Leave. And it's a very, it's not a harsh song. It's just me saying, hey, you know what? This didn't, our, we didn't work out. And that's cool, you know? And it's basically just like, hey, we didn't work out, we're, you know, but we're still cool. Um, there was a situation where she told me that she heard the song and at first she was kind of mad at me because she felt like I didn't really talk to her about it. Um, as an artist, I felt like part of me is just like, I don't think I have to t talk to you about it because it's, it's, it's my experience. Um, has, has that happened to you? And as an artist, do you have to be careful with the things that you say, especially if it's about a particular person? Well, I'm gonna give you the answer that's in my head and it's a hell no. We don't have, to, we're not obligated to disclose to people how we choose to share our art. Now, I will say this, singing and rapping is different, of course, than if you publish a book and write a whole chapter, you know, but right. in a three to four minute record that may or may not vaguely be about you. I mean, that's the story of how most artists communicate. You found out some of an artist's juiciest secrets in their music. That's what we do. We yeah. put shit in our music. So right. you can't tell us like, you know, oh, don't write about me. I've had people say, well, if you write a song about people I know it, one, you probably will never know because I'm not right. being on the name. Mm -hmm. And two, like, it's my version of events. If you mm -hmm. feel like your version is different, write a song. I'm cool with that. Just don't write right. in it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I always, I always wonder, like, you know, when, when people put, like, just their personal stuff in, into songs. Because, I mean, we all do it. I always wonder, like, oh, man, what's the backlash you're getting from this, from the person who it could be about? Or, you know, like, it's just, like I've always wondered that. Um, and with with your music, you, um, you, you talk about some real, like, uh, deep issues. And, and had there ever been a time, like, that your daughter may have wanted to hear certain songs and you just like, no, nah, I don't think you need to hear this one yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, probably when she was younger, but now, especially because, you know, she goes to the studio with me a lot. So she's at home and she's hearing me work on stuff. Um, so I had worked on a song recently for my new album. And before we went to the studio, I, t I just told her, like, you know, mommy's going to be talking about some pretty deep things. And, you know, if you have questions, I was just like, you know, don't interrupt me while I'm recording. But afterwards, right. we can talk. So I try to be pretty open with my daughter and I share a lot with her um, about my life, you know. So mm -hmm. 
no, because I feel like I I don't ever want to create anything that I would be ashamed for her to see or hear. And my story is a part of who she is. So I, I talk with her and share those things with her. Of course, you know, with with us being uh, uh, indie artists and with everything that's going on right now with uh, with COVID-19, how has that affected your art? And if, if it has or hasn't affected your art, and like, what are the things that like you're doing to keep yourself creative, to keep pushing your art? Good questions. Um, well, I mean, as far as the creativity part, you know, I, I was in a really good flow. I'm still, I still think I am in a, in a good creative flow. You know, I was really deep into recording my album. Um, so I do have a, a pretty decent home set up. So I've been continuing to write, continuing to record. Um, you know, I'm not able to get into the main studio right now. So that's been a bit of a, a downer and a slight delay. The good thing is that I had done a lot of vocals already. Mm -hmm. So I'm at least set with like first and second single ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, so there's some breathing room there, but I definitely miss being able to get into that big studio. And then, you know, of course, from the, the live performance, I mean, I know everybody's getting into live stream and I'm in talks to do a couple live streams myself, but it's not the same. Yeah. For me, I'm an energy person. I'm a, you know, I like I like that human connection, that interaction when I'm delivering my art. I like to be in your face so we can so we can share in it together. So I do miss that a lot. So when is the new album dropping? Um, the initial release day was set for August 15th. Um, it looks like I could still potentially make that date, mm -hmm. um, but. You know, with us being on lockdown for another 30 days, I may have to push it back. It may end up being an early fall release. Okay, so uh, what's the name of the album that you dropped? Uh, it's called In My Mind. In Your Mind, okay. So it's a, it's a collection of stories and experiences, and I call it In My Mind, because you know, as people, we always, it's, it's, all, it's all about our perception. You know, how, how many times have you had a conversation with somebody they're like, well, in my mind, it was mm -hmm. like yeah. this. And yeah. because I've been, you know, kind of had to step back and deal with some of my own personal inner turmoils, I thought it was quite appropriate because that's really what the album is talking about. It's me right. sharing these spaces in my mind that we don't talk about, that we don't always say out loud um, and sharing those parts of me. Okay. In my mind, and you said uh, August. If we're getting out of this quarantine, but if, <laughs> no, not, right? but if not, we're gonna push it back to the fall. Okay, so I'm gonna be looking yeah, out so for late that. summer, early fall. We should be uh, in there. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. So, um, will your daughter uh, be on the album? Do you have something with her on the album, or is she just kind of like, nah, that ain't for me? Now she <laughs> she definitely sings and stuff. Um, she's actually in a group and they do shows and all of that. Um, you know, she's like my little business partner. I try to treat her all, all the sides of it, from decisions yeah. I make about songs and visuals, you know, business decisions. So 
she's not on that singing right now, but she may, you never know. Okay, and then my final question is, when are we gonna collab on something? <laughs> oh, we can collab whenever. I'm always open for that. Okay. Yeah, we can okay. collab and send you some ideas or something, a track or just an idea you got in mind and work from there. Okay, so thank you for coming. Thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for talking to me. <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Make sure you check out that first single that's dropping in a couple weeks, May 15th. Okay, and where can everybody uh, like see your videos, listen to your music? Where you at? Um, okay, so the first single is called Blood in My Veins. I should probably say that. Um, and it's out on the 15th and you can, it'll be available wherever people listen to music, Apple, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, whatever your choice is. Um, and you know, I'm on Instagram, social media, hit me up at ksoulmusic.com and then you can connect to all my other social media from there. And like I said, thank you again for chopping it up with me. I really do appreciate this. Thank you, Mr. Dope Sessions. I love it. I appreciate you having me on your show. Oh, no problem at all. And thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for tuning in. I will see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.